Welcome to Frictionless, a podcast founded on open dialogue and curious minds. This is part two of a conversation between Ben Davis and me. He's a runner on the Amherst track team and plans to major in neuroscience. We'll start this episode with a brief summary from Ben on what we've talked about. Yeah, like at the core of all this, like everything we've talked about pretty much, um, is, is, is my interest to change my life with very like easy, actionable, easy, actionable ways. Like, um, supplements are one way to do that. Like they're easy. It's just taking a pill, but even just thinking about life differently is another action. Yeah. And just having that mindset, mindset shift in any moment is another easy tool. Um, and I think just because of the way we live, it's super necessary to have this whole toolbox of things you can do at any moment. And I love having that choice. Like at any moment I can do an action. What am I going to do right now to change what's happening? If I don't like what's happening. Right. Right. Um, so I do think you need a balance of like, when do I have to do these actions? And when do I just let life be life? Right. And be in the present. Um, and really, it's just about having choices. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a control freak, so I really like having things to yeah. control how I feel, how I act, how yeah. I am building muscle, or how I am feeling, so. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure that's stuff that everyone wants. Yeah. Oh, it is. 100%. Like sometimes it's nice to kind of let, like, life control you and just right. go with the flow, but... It, it's really important to be able to, at least for what you can control, to be able to know how to control it and know the best way yeah. to change how you're feeling in any given moment. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's why um, all of this is important. And obviously there are different, so many different ways to think about these issues. Um, and it's just about finding what resonates with you. Um, whether that's looking at it th- like through a biological pers- perspective and like what's this doing to my gut and my brain or if it's just like psychologically like hey like I know if I think about it this way I just that's what motivates me and that's how I feel better um so there's a lot of different kind of angles you can take when it comes to um improving your health and, and wellness um and just like, overall um like sense of sense of contentment yeah well said yeah well said ben davis <laughs> um should, should we uh should we go back to supplements yeah i was actually just about to do that one of the most important supplements Quote, quote supplements is just eating right after working out replenishing right because there is I have heard that there's like this anabolic period where we can talk more about that um, yeah but yeah no so there, there is there's a there's a slight um predisposition in your body to to um, synthesize. burn synthesize and use protein right after yeah. um but it, it really like I mean I've read studies it really doesn't mean too much yeah i mean i think if it's, it has you don't need to be, be you know running to the dining hall after practice 
Right, exactly. And honestly, I think the biggest thing after a workout is probably get enough carbs and sugar back into yeah. your, in your body. Electrolytes. Yeah, water. electrolytes do. Do you take an electrolyte supplement? So there's this thing that a lot of runners take that I've taken in the past called Noon. Um, yeah. Right. It's like just an electrolyte tablet. Yeah. I... I, I, I think it's fine. To be honest, I really can't tell a difference. Really? Yeah, and I've... I even, like, try thinking... Like, I don't even get a placebo effect from it. Like, right. I really don't feel a difference. And for me, it's really more about after. Like, after... Right. Because the new what people take is before. It's, like, boosting electrolytes before. What I like to do is after, just through, like, my food. Yeah. I, you know, I like to sprinkle some salt. Right. Salt's a really good yeah. electrolyte. And I see how money. Yeah. I put that on my food. Okay. I drink a lot of water. I'm completely set. Nice. Um, and yeah, water's big. And you know, I find people who do are like almost chronically dehydrated. Yeah. Definitely. Like the amount of water you need is so much. Drink. Actually, I'll, I'll sip. <laughs> Money. I mean, to me, it sounds like there's a lot of variation. Mm. Some people are saying you need to drink gallons, and I think, I think it's something, and this goes for salt too. It's pretty well regulated. Like your body and your brain are wired. Like if you're thirsty, it means you're dehydrated. If you're feeling like lightheaded or if you feel like you're craving sugar, or not sugar, salt, then you probably need the salt. Right. Do you think most people are paying attention enough? No, that's, I think that's one of the issues where it's like, I'm doing work. I'm super thirsty. I know I'm thirsty, yeah. but I just can't get up from my seat. Yeah. Because it would get me out of my focus right. on the work yeah. there's just life gets in the way yeah exactly um, that's that's everything so i think the most important thing honestly is for me not really tr- i'm not tracking how much water i'm drinking but i'm just keeping my water bottle next to me right. making sure it's like filled and then when i'm thirsty i'll drink and that's probably good enough maybe at, in the morning or like with a meal like i'll make sure to like force force down a couple extra goals yeah. right. um but or like after a workout like yeah like I'm not that thirsty, but I'll go to the water fountain and just do a couple sips. Right. Uh, I, I'm one of the larger um, larger motivators on drinking. Like, I really like it. Um, I'm a big supporter. Yeah. I think, personally, for me, um, it really impacts my mood, my motivation. Like, some days I'll be really sad because I'm, like, not drinking enough water. Yeah. I won't be able to motivate because I don't have enough water. Um, I've found a lot of things that, like, I'm like, why am I feeling like this? Why am I feeling like that? And I have a big glass of water and it's gone within 20 minutes. Mm. And I mean that. So, um, you know, my goal has always been to drink more water than less. Yeah. I think one massive thing is right when you wake up, you should have a yeah. big glass of water because it really, like your body really needs to, it to jumpstart. Yeah. Um, actually, this is funny. My, um, my friends in high school used to, um, kind of chirped me because I would always be like, like someone would be like, oh, I'm tired or I'm not feeling well. And I'd be like, probably dehydrated, like drink some water. Yeah. And, and it, it was a running joke in, in my friend group, but uh, I'm like, I stand by it. Like I completely think that like a lot of the, the a lot of the things we're unhappy with are because we're not drinking yeah. enough water. And I'm just gonna expand that. Yeah. Just generalize it. And, and I think that a lot of things can be solved with like one simple action mm. like if you have a lot of problems like you're not feeling great you're tired you wake up just just, just not a good night of sleep like go outside for five minutes 
half your problems will be solved. Or like drink a glass of water. Maybe yeah. maybe go outside and drink a glass of water. But like then like ninety percent of your problems will be solved. Um, and I think it's really helpful to have these little things in mind. Like whenever you're just feeling something, to have something you can fall back on. Like if I'm feeling this way, yeah, drink exactly. some water. Yeah. If I'm feeling this way, you know I'll go outside in the sun for a second. Right. Um, yeah, and he's saying go outside. Um, that's specifically. Um, so our um, our circadian rhythms are super sensitive. Yeah. So when you go outside and especially it works best in the morning. Yeah. And you um, get sunlight in your eyes, ten to twenty minutes. Um, for me, it's like five is, yeah. minutes. Right. Um, the 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 sun rays in your eyes activate cortisol. They they, they really reset your body and they kind of get you ready for the day. Um, and this is an evolutionary evolutionary thing that we our body's built to like. Um, turn on when we see sunlight because we were always up and awake when yeah. we saw sunlight so um yeah like you said like I, if i'm tired if i go outside get sunlight meditate and grab water like there's nothing i can't do in there exactly day. and then for me it's more than just like the sunlight itself like if i go outside if i take one step outside like a couple things happen first of all temperature change it can be hotter or colder it doesn't really matter second of all like, I just can look farther. Mm. You can just look out into an open space yeah. and just, like, take a second. Right. And just process everything. Um, or not process anything and just stand there and just be brain dead for a second, which is also healthy. Um, standing up, like, I'm not, like, on, like, a, I'm not, like, lying on a couch. Like, a lot of people wake up after a bad night and be like, oh, I'm just going to lie in bed. Like, that is... You're the gonna worst be so thing. much yeah. worse. Like that's the worst thing. Like, I'm gonna stand up. Like for like it may be hard, but at least I'm gonna force myself to be on my feet. Yeah. Like, take a couple steps. Like movement is a really good way as well. Um, that I mean that all plays along the common theme that like usually the harder decision, the one with more discomfort, is yeah. the one that will help you in life. Yeah. Um, and I think a, a general rule in in terms of that kind of stuff is just always go towards the short-term stressor if it's temperature stressor yeah if it's muscle stressor right just do that short-term stressor because it makes make everything else easier yeah this brings up a very good um approach to um to growth and fixing life and um you know now i was reading a book it's called um the comfort crisis mm-hmm. i think i've told you about this before it's um, pretty much that everyone's so obsessed with comfort now. Mm. And the more comfort you get, the more you're going to need. So it brings up your, 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 your threshold for discomfort. Yeah. When um, the correct decision is usually stress your body. Yeah. Right? In all these scenarios, we want to get our body better. We stress it. Right? If you want to get more muscles, you go to the gym and you yeah. rip down the muscles. You, you kill the muscle cells because they'll come up and they'll build better. Yeah. Um, if you want to get better with stress, you put yourself in stressful situations to make yourself like to hurt, to hurt that system, to make it better. And this all, this all works towards an approach to life on stressing your body to make it better. Yeah. And, um, this book pretty much said that we don't do enough of that. And, uh, and you know, often the answer is discomfort and to push yourself because that's where you really grow. Yeah. Um, there was some saying, and I'm going to butcher it. But the idea was uh, um, an easy, like the easy way is a hard life and the hard way is an easy life. Okay. Um, I, 
that's the gist. I'll yeah. put it in the description. Um, my grandpa loves that. Anytime I'm like, oh, like I'm really tired today. He's like, oh, like, he's spamming. Yeah, yeah. But he's right, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I want to bring up dopamine because I feel like bring it up. We're gonna. I mean, we started with supplements. We didn't even talk about that. It's fine. This is better, right? Yeah. It's frictionless. This is natural right. conversations. The, it is the epitome yeah. of this podcast. Okay, that reminds me then of, <laughs> of the issue that is, is often commonly cited with the whole comfort issue, right. is that we're stacking dopamine too much. Yeah. And a lot of this I've just heard from Huberman, which is that when you how dopamine works is you have a baseline level of dopamine yep. when you do something where you're motivated that brings you pleasure that dopamine spikes and then it drops below the baseline right. and you're always going to have that drop below the baseline because that drop after you do something that's pleasurable that drop is what motivates you to find it again and bring that dopamine back up right. it's it's a it's an adaptation yeah um to go towards things that are that are good for us right but what happens when we dopamine stack too much and we kind of do something that, or do multiple things that and too often that raises our dopamine way too high, we get a much bigger drop and then our baseline dopamine is actually lower after that. Right. So then we're just overall feeling worse and, and then trying to compensate for that. By yeah, raising your dopamine constant again. feedback cycle. Exactly. Fine, fine, fine. And a lot of the dopamine pathway is connected to reward right um and a lot of times people need that reward in order to get that dopamine up again right and what he talks about a lot is that if you actually figure out how to find pleasure drive motivation and joy in things that aren't the reward and just doing the work right and just constant things like even I, mean, I don't think he said this, but this is how I interpret it. Like, even just, like, having, like, a meal with a friend, like, kind of letting those things drive your dopamine system and not things that are so overstimulating, like, things that people get addicted to, pretty right. much. Like, like video games, drugs, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Like, those things raise your dopamine way too high above baseline yeah. for it to be sustainable. Whereas if you let things that raise your dopamine above baseline slightly... If you let those things drive your dopamine system, then your baseline is going to keep on getting higher. Right. And you're just going to be more motivated constantly. Yeah. Um, have, just have more pleasure constantly. Yeah, that, that you, you raised a good point where take the locus of the, of the work and of the reward and put it in the journey. Because it, it, if you do that, you can never work and not get the reward. Yeah. Um, if you make the journey, like getting up to sit down on your computer to do the homework or to finally sit down and read the book, it's not about getting to 20 pages. It's about reading the book. Yeah. Um, and it, again, it becomes a positive self-fulfilling prophecy and cycle that like, oh, if I'm sitting down and I'm reading, the more I read, the better I'll feel. Not, I'm not chasing something. I'm stacking good things yeah. instead of, instead of um, super spiked stacking bad things. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but sometimes the worst I felt is after a really good experience. Like, this isn't, I wouldn't say this is super, I wouldn't say, like, fi for example, finals aren't a super good experience, but you have a lot of motivation and drive during that. Yeah. 
and your dopamine system is definitely activated when right. you're doing tests, when you're yeah. submitting papers. Yeah. That all feels good to kind of get that over with. But then once you get home, you don't have anything to do. You feel, some, I, I feel terrible, like I get home. It's, and I used to think it was a boredom thing, but it's not really a boredom thing. It's more just like, you were so, you had so much dopamine, and now you're just away from that, right. and you have this crash. Yeah. I mean, that, that brings up a philosophical point about like, do you really want to get what you want? I think that's, that's when it comes down to, do you, like that, that's, you have to make a choice based on the circumstance. Yeah, well, right, right. Like it's, is what you want worth it knowing that your dopamine will crash? It's just being, it's being cognizant of like what will happen after and how all these pathways are controlled. And again, all of this goes back to having the awareness to determine what your goals are and what you yeah. want in the moment. And that goes back Going to... Going back to meditation. That's all that matters here is we need to meditate. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think meditation is... I don't... I don't love to think... I think meditation is the fastest way to have... to develop this awareness. Okay. But I think, for me, I like to think about more of just always trying... To push myself towards that way of thinking. Right. Okay. Right. I don't need to sit down and be right. like, okay, this is when I'm gonna start my meditation. Right. If I just remember, remind myself, hey, like, do a quick check in. Yeah. That I feel like is is really helpful as well. Yeah. Well, that's also meditation, right? Yeah. Meditation is a super broad bucket term for just like. Take a second. Be aware. Be present. Yeah. Um, another thing, as I hammer this meditation point. We do a lot of things in, in our current modern life, like we've talked about, that spike us. Yeah. It's super engaging, it's super stimulating, super activating, and it's, it's, you're just like, your brain is just firing, you're moving, yeah. and you're so like on. But rarely do we sit and turn off. So like we know the brain and the system and the body to be, it's a system. And if this system is more on than off, it's going to slowly start to get faster and faster like a snowball. Yeah. And I, especially maybe I'm more predisposed to for speed or whatever. Um, but, uh, I find that like when I don't slow down and it could be like a week where I really don't sit and stop like a week after I'm going to be moving fast. Like my, my thoughts are going to be racing. Like I'm not going to have as much control or, or, um, logical, like consciousness through it. Yeah. And um, I think that's just because like my brain was really fast and it's predisposed to just go quick, quick, quick. Yeah. Um, so I personally, I really love meditation. It's done a lot for me. Yeah. I like to compare it um, to, uh, this is like, a, it's a bit tangential, but to like type 2 diabetes and like insulin sensitivity. Yeah. Like when people are spiking their glucose levels so much, you start to develop an insensitivity to insulin. Right. And then your body's like kind of metabolizing pathways go go out of whack. Yeah. Um, because you've been spiking too much. Right. Um, and I like to think it's pretty similar um, for what we've been talking about, like dopamine. Right. Um, and just thoughts and speed and how you, you, you need to control these spikes so that you don't cause these imbalances and this dysregulation. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, it's like ice cream versus fasting, like on versus off. Yeah.
Tipo, 